Hi everyone, and welcome to a Gem of a Secret podcast. My name is Donatella My Secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How you doing tonight, Coco? Um, I'm doing really, actually, I'm really lazy. That's how I'm doing. Because really? I've been working from home for almost two weeks now. Isn't it fun? It's kind of everything, actually. I'm not gonna lie, I've been really appreciating working from home. I, yeah, I, so I've been doing that this entire time with um, quarantine, and... It, you think you're going to get a lot more done and that you'll have time to do more things, maybe? No. No, no. I feel you... like I have less time, and then mm-hmm. suddenly it's 11. Yeah, you procrastinate a lot more, I, right? I, yeah, because, like, mm-hmm. so, like, I didn't do anything. I did the same thing. So, literally, I get to sleep in longer. When because... your bed is a walk away from where oh, you're working. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Yeah, no, I woke up, like, today specifically, I woke up. Um, like five minutes before work mm-hmm. and I threw on a hat and a button up and then got on my calls that I needed to get on, which yeah. is great. And then at, at the end of work, I literally like hit my pillow for a 30 minute nap. Yeah. Then I took my first shower of the day, obviously, cause I could sleep in. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it was time to film the podcast after eating dinner. I was like, where yeah. is it? It's literally like seven o'clock PM and I've done nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I take a lot more bathroom breaks. I also take my breaks in bed. Because my computer is literally, like, three steps away from my bed. (laughs) So I'll just walk over to my bed and take my break in bed and get on TikTok while I'm working at home. Fall into a TikTok hole. Oh, my gosh. I have to time it. I have to, like, make sure that I have the clock pulled up on my TV so I don't, like, go over time on my breaks. Oh, honey, yeah. Because I will. I will go over 30 minutes on a break just because I I will watch. This is what happens. I want to tell everybody how I TikTok real quick. When I when I like a person, I'll click on their videos, mm-hmm. um, and then I also get stuck in the hole where I like to sound so much, and this person did it funny. So I want to mm-hmm. see who else did the sound funny, and yeah. I will go through fifty people oh doing God. the same sound. Same, same. <laughs> I've done that too. Yeah, the same sound. Yeah, or the same. Like if it's a um, like a, a song, especially like if I like a certain song. I'll go through and be like, ooh, what did people do for this song? I love that. Well, TikTok has introduced me to a lot of new music. Has it done the same thing yeah, for you? Yeah, it has. And I didn't realize how many people have gotten more famous because of TikTok. I would actually say Megan Thee Stallion actually got more famous I would say because so too. of TikTok. Doja Cat is Doja one of Cat. the... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's one that's benefited from it too. I think it's a great platform for artists. I think that a lot of people can be um, amateur artists a lot of the time. And I'm not saying that about, you know, Megan or, or Doja Cat because they were, they had a career before this, but, um, there are a lot of like musicians. There's a whole musical that got put on TikTok. Ratatouille, the musical. Have you seen anything on that? I have seen something on that. Isn't that that weird? Yeah. It's like all fan made. It's so, it's crazy. And then what else, but I will say what sucks as the other side of the coin about TikTok is artists who, put a song on TikTok yeah. have usually not gotten the credit. The credit. That's true. Like if it's That's so true. solid. I remember I was watching, it was like this girl was like, you know the sound that you guys have used everywhere? That's me. That's me. Yeah. They're like, and like she sings and I was like, oh, that is And I'm better. not getting paid anything for it. I'm not getting paid anything <laughs> for it. And guess what? My video right now only has 3,000 likes yeah. of you noticing that this is my sound. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah that's that's got to be rough so maybe it's not the best for amateur artists i would say it's a good exposure platform yeah it's a good yeah because your music get exposed and sometimes like you know back in the day with miss carly ray uh Uh, jepson yeah Yeah. she Mm -hmm. got discovered on youtube and stuff like that from you know whatever justin bieber 
Yeah. yeah, so that was a fun four-minute tangent. But Don, I forgot to ask, like, so what are you wearing tonight? Ooh, well, you know, I figured since we're kind of having a lazy day, I um, am just dressed up as, like, a sack of potatoes. It's burlap. It's um, <laughs> burlap, and uh, it's also rhinestoned, too, but with the plastic rhinestones. Because, oh, you know, you know, not too classy. No, so they don't shine right in the light. But exactly. For the untrained eye, you're like, oh, oh. She's, you know, he <laughs> needs. <laughs> There's some sparkle there. Um, there's so... still some sparkle there. That's what people say when they look in my eyes. She's been through a lot, but there's still some sparkle. So for me personally, um, I'm wearing this dress made out of uh, plastic straws. Oh, um, cute. Yeah, so I, I did this thing. Well, one, I'm trying to save sea creatures yeah. by taking all the plastic straws at my local McDonald's. We love, we love that type of fashion, <laughs> right? We do. I lo- I, I'm a nature queen now. Um, yeah. And then, like, that's why that straw head piece is kind of made up. But I also yeah. ran out of straws, so that's why I'm kind of... What kinda... is it called? Sustainable fashion? Yeah, sustainable fashion. Yeah. But I'm a little bit Donald Duck in it right now because I ran out of straws so. oh dang yeah. <laughs> but you know it's just like part of my story. donald duck and pooh bear in it <laughs> pooh bear in it right now so nice um well you look great you look great thank from you from the waist up i'm a little disturbed from the- <laughs> no, <I'm> just- <laughs> well and honestly listeners the reason that we're bringing this up is because obviously as of yesterday uh the season 13 cast of rupaul's drag race was released yes Yes. And if you haven't remembered, me and Donna are drag queens. Yes. <laughs> we are. This this is a podcast about drag. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I know. We get off track sometimes. We do. I mean, but that's the thing. We're just incorporating drag into everything else that we like in our world as well. So we're actually just going to go through. Um, I have a list pulled up. Yeah. And we're just going to go through everybody in the list. And we're uh-huh. going to say, we're going to do like an honestly, I, like I guess. Rapid we, fire. Yeah, kind of like rapid fire. But we'll go through. And if we get stuck on somebody, like we'll see what happens. But um, okay. So first on this list is Denali from Chicago. Fun story about Denali. Um, one of the people I've been friends with the longest in my life. Um, and one of my best friends, Emily Prock, um, is dating. Denali's brother. Um, That's so crazy. So, yeah, they were telling me about Denali, like, a couple of years ago when uh, she started doing drag. And um, now she's on Drag Race. So (laughs) it was a little bit crazy to get a text (laughs) message from one of my best friends and being like, oh, I'm sure you saw the announcement already. I wanted to tell you, but... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, um, yeah, and uh, those NDAs are scary. Denali um, is a figure skating, dancing uh, drag queen that's based out of Chicago, originally Mm -hmm. from Alaska, the very first queen from Alaska, I believe, uh, to be on Drag Race. I think yeah. she's going to be a fierce competitor and possibly a lip sync assassin. Um, I think she's going to be second out. Um, <laughs> I do. I, I think because like it's just so good. Like, yeah. and, but everybody. So I just briefly looked at everybody, and everybody is so good. I feel like this is going to be a season of personality. Yeah. Like, because everybody's level, and I mean, I know that the promo looks are a little bit misleading onto how mm-hmm. someone actually does drag, um, but. They all were really talented. I mean, and I mean, I know, like, okay, let's back up listeners for those of you who don't watch Drag Race. The thing is with Drag Race, usually when somebody gets on, they immediately, like, take out a small business loan and, like, they get all these looks commissioned that you've never seen them wear before, of course. Or some of them 
take like their small business loan and make all their outfits, like construct them with the team and blah, 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 blah. So a lot of what you see on Drag Race is not necessarily the truth to what their drag normally looks like. It's the essence of what their drag is. Yeah. So, um, and stuff like that. But with Denali, like this look was so good. I really liked this promo look. So good. I would say it was in my top three looks for the promo. Yeah. I really liked it. It's seriously like, so, um, I know we could describe it to you all, but more than likely we'll just put a link on our website so it's you can see. very glacial. Yeah, it's like the glacial look. Yeah. And it, it, I love the arm pieces the most. Like, the arm mm-hmm. pieces kind of come out and they fan like uh, like snowflakes. Yeah, they it's, do. It's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, moving on to Elliot with two T's from Las Vegas. Yes, I've actually performed with her. She made a stop in Portland and performed at CC's uh, during Superstar Divas, one of the times that I was doing that. Um, either Superstar Divas or Pre-Pump, one of the two. But uh, Elliot is very sweet, very nice. Uh, she's kind of got a housewifey aesthetic. Also, I'm just excited to see what she brings on the season. Yeah, I like it. Um, I, I think uh, she is probably one of like the kinder like traveling entertainers, too, that I've met. She was very open, very... Um, very very welcoming and very nice, especially even to like alt-queens like myself. Yeah, she... Like... Uh... The one thing that I liked is that the outfit, it, like, makes me want to change my drag aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like, so when you think about Drag Race, it's about the looks and stuff. It really is. It's a look-based show. Mm-hmm. It is. It does the challenges, sure, but it's a look-based and yeah. personality-based. So the one thing that I liked about Elliot with two T's is that this look, I was like, gosh, I want to move into drag like that, where I'm performing wearing a ruffle top mm-hmm. and, like, a bodysuit underneath or whatever to make it give me this, like, classic silhouette. Yeah. And, like, I just thought that that was so classy. Yeah. And their interview was kind. Yeah. Yeah, just so nice. Yeah. 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 Um, moving on to Got Mick. Yes, they are the first from trans, Los Angeles. trans male contestant from Los Angeles. Yeah, yes. and, and honestly, this look is insane. Like, And also, somebody wrote online that the promo pictures were done with the wrong lighting, so it doesn't do justice to the outfits. Because yeah. obviously it's supposed to be pastels. And watching the video versus looking at the picture I'm looking at, it is because that crown that Got Mick is wearing uh-huh. is like... It's like a crystal crown thing. It's it's everything. It is. And I, it's honestly, this, washed out a little bit. I yeah. I this whole look though is is so impressive. This one, this isn't my favorite one, but this is also. I would say this is probably my second favorite, with um, Denali's being probably like my third favorite. Mm-hmm. And then I'll tell you who my first favorite is when we get down to. Yeah, but that. seriously, this look is insane. Um, it's like a caped. Um, because this is a podcast, it's like mm-hmm. a caped look. Um, nipple showing with pasties yeah. and this crown piece that's amazing. And the whole face is like painted white, and it's just um with like really thin brows. Like it's uh, it's such a good. Like, stylistically, it just, from head to toe, it seemed like it was cohesive. Very cohesive. And Mick is a fabulous makeup artist as well. So check out their Instagram, for sure. Sure Yeah. Everyone is. (laughs) So Joey J from Phoenix is next. Yeah, and I actually have to say, so their their, um, promo video, not the uh, Meet the Queens video, but the promo video. Yeah was my favorite look because it was yeah. dripping in every effing thing oh, they found in the, the junk drawer. the pearls and the, yeah. <laughs> Everything found in the junk drawer. I liked the big spikes <laughs> on the head too. I know, but mm-hmm. the, like even the spikes were like bedazzled with like mm-hmm. the shake and go coming out underneath it. Yeah. it's just like, uh, I loved the fact that I saw so many wigs that are hashtag, hashtag like shake and go with like 
headpieces on the side or something like that just to give it the drag yeah. flair. And yeah. I just, I seriously, I loved the hair look on this so much. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, their promo look is pretty true to their drag that they were talking about in their Meet the Queens. They don't like to wear wigs a whole lot. Um, and they have like a very masculine style of drag, which I relate to because I like to think that I'm kind of the lipstick lesbian of Portland, or at least yes, I have been called like, the lipstick lesbian of Portland. But... Yeah, like with the masculinity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So seriously, I actually, well, I guess that would be like butch. I'd be a little. I, I'm butch and lipstick. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I like playing with gender. Okay? Yeah, you you really do. <laughs> and um, so I actually see them not winning, but maybe being like fourth out, fourth fifth out. I like. Or maybe a mid mid season mid season for me, I don't yeah. know who I like. None of the there's a few of the promos. I was like, okay, that person's gonna hit that finish line. Yeah, real good. Have the, has there been an Arizona queen on before? I yeah. Don't... Um. Oh, it was, I was gonna say Vanjie, but it wasn't Vanjie. It was no, another bigger. I thought Calorie yeah, was. Yeah, I thought was she New Mexico or Arizona? Oh, she might have been New Mexico. I think it was New Mexico. Almost. Yeah, I don't know. Mind. I can't remember. Now I can't remember. But, but I feel yeah. like there's been. An Arizona girl before. Yeah. So next up is Ka Mora Hall. Gorgeous. <laughs> so First of gorgeous. all, just gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Chicago all the way. Kamora Hall. Damn. And this outfit is a little bit, for the promo photo, is a little bit more simplistic in my opinion, but it's also classy. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't have to, like, like it didn't have to have everything from the junk drawer. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, simplicity can be good. Like, I always think of um, Sasha Valora. Some of the, like... The look that Sasha Valore did for, like, I don't know, it was like a rainbow look. It was, like, where she had the house on her head, mm-hmm. and then she had, like, the red pencil skirt with the yellow sweater. Yeah. Like, and that was her runway look, and they were just like, oh, my God, this is everything. Yeah. And it was. It was simple as hell. It's a sweater and a pencil skirt. Like, yeah. Like, that's yeah. what I like about this. Like, drag doesn't always have to be It reminds me of um, season... It reminds me of what Valentina wore for the season... Uh, what what season was that? Season eight? Season eight? Eight. It's the season eight promo, I think. No, no, was it wasn't season eight. It was season nine. Yeah, yeah. season just, nine. Gosh, and I like that the shoes, regardless of what the lighting edits that they have here, I like that the shoes and the hair and the outfit all match. If you're going to wear mm-hmm. that color head to toe, girl, go for it. I like the monochromatic, yeah. yeah. I love a good monochromatic look. Candy Muse, Aja's uh, drag daughter. Yeah, she's she from New York. Is yes. literally. So the one thing I like about okay, so I saw in our city, Bougie Cherry was the first person I saw who wore the kind of the pencil skirt that's like cut out. Yeah, you know, so you can see the leotard underneath. Yeah, and when I first saw it, I was like, "That's interesting." Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how I like it per se, yeah. but I actually think that this whole look is pretty cohesive I love with it. it. I love it. I love the beehive. Oh, the I, beehive's everything. The shape. Her shape is great. And her Meet the Queen, she seems like she's got a lot of personality. I'm excited to see what she brings. Yeah, and I love that she's wearing gloves. The yeah. gloves for me puts it together like if she wore to wore bangles with some long nails, yeah. I would have hated this outfit. I really love the fact that there's gloves. Yeah, for <laughs> so, real. And just, it's simplistic to me in a way that I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and she knows her angles too. She's she like a big girl with the arms out, with the legs crossed to give you that little frame. Mm-hmm. The, the figure eight's going all day long. Um, Lala Ree. You from, really liked this look. Yeah, from Atlanta. Yes. So, um, and I kind of, because me and Donna were watching the uh, Meet the Queens, and this outfit did not 
this outfit looks better with the fading out because it makes it the colors blend a little bit better. It does. I think when you see it up close, it looks like separates, and that's what kind of throws it off for me. Yeah, because so what she's wearing is she has mesh blue, like baby, uh, sorry, powder blue. Mm-hmm. Mesh powder blue, like um, gloves to a powder blue jacket um, that has like a something up top that I think might mm-hmm. be a leotard but then it has like this corset this pink and black corset that I think is everything yeah um but and then it out underneath it is like uh the the powdered blue like stocking holders yeah the garters um, the garters yes. yes and and then she's wearing this like um multicolored wig that in my pers- I don't like reading queens honestly but the wig yeah. is not styled well I don't like think it is either in the meet the queens it yeah. it wasn't styled well and Come for my drag, because my wigs are not styled Mine are well neither. at no, all. No, no, But I'm not ahead. on Drag Race. There's yeah, a difference. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't have the pressure to look pristine in front of a nationwide audience. But in this washed-out lighting... International it... audience. <laughs> yes, your international audience. Like, this washed-out lighting, this look for me was everything. I was like, oh, this is stunning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, this was my favorite look. Olivia Lux from New York. Yes. This was my favorite promo look. I love the drama of it. I love the monochromatic. I love the hair. I love I love all of it. This is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, actually, I didn't watch their Meet the Queens, so what are they like? Um, I actually don't know if I got to their Meet the Queens yet either, because it is a 40-minute video. So <laughs> I, I watched most of the Meet the Queens, but um, they seem really nice. Um, they seem... Go- they're gorgeous. Um, yeah. All of their looks that I've seen from them are gorgeous. I followed them on Instagram right after this. I was like, I love. This I like stuff. hair like this too. Yeah. Like the f- bushy fro hair look with because it's like um it's like a reddish orange and mm-hmm. I just it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um. Then we have Rose from New York. Yes, Jan Sports. Uh, other Stephanie Child. So she's part of Stephanie's Child. I yes, I believe so. They sing together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They Rose um, and Laguna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Laguna. <laughs> Laguna. <laughs> yeah, so she can sing. We know that. Oh, wow. This outfit mm-hmm. is everything. I like it. Actually, I don't know if this outfit, because I didn't watch her meet the queens either, but like um, looking at it with this washed out lighting, it is gorgeous because it's like, okay, I love a drag queen in pants. That's mm-hmm. my favorite thing in the universe is a drag queen in pants. That's why I could never judge a contest because the bitch kind wearing of like pants a, would win. It's kind of like a, so it's like a legging that matches the whole outfit. It's all monochromatic. Yes. Um, It's giving me very like 80s prom from the waist up, mm-hmm. but then 80s workout kind of from the waist down, which I think is kind of neat. Yeah. <laughs> so. And the frame is right. The yeah. The frame is beautiful. Yeah. I just seriously check... Seriously, I just love it. And then, so next up, we have Simone from Los Angeles. This hair is insane. This hair is insane. This is the look with, like, it's like this braided-y black hair mm-hmm. number with, like, lots of circles and everything like that going up to the high heavens. And it is gorgeous. It reminds me of something you'd seen a, see at a hair show. You yeah, know? it does. Mm-hmm. And it and the one thing that's interesting about it is this look is not traditional for what I would see on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's a bra, technically, with, like, a choker. Like, yeah. And it's pants with, like, midriff showing and, like, a belt and whatever. And, like, and the pants hit the ground so you can't mm-hmm. even see the shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It's giving it's me kind different. of 90s, like... Yeah, like 90s, like 90s TLC, TLC yeah, kind yeah, of vibes. Scrubs kind of business. Yeah, it's it's giving me a little bit of left eye. Mm-hmm. It's giving me... Um, so every every season, there's um, queens that kind of have a two-piece look like this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think for Silky wore like one. Silky, it's funny because Silky had the hair. Widow and Von the Du wore also, one but... too, I think, during hers, where it was like it was a separates kind of look like this. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, I I like this look. I'm a little bit confused about what's kind of going on with the boy shorts and the thong in the middle. Yeah, but it's it's a little awkward, but it also does fit with that mm-hmm. traditional 90s because they did. Like, I remember even watching a Destiny's Child live show where they kind of, like, had rolled sweatpants yeah. um, and whatever and, like, having that, like, sexy thing going on. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, – I like it. I And the other thing, too, is I see that personality for somebody to come up with a style like that. I see that mid to going far. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, that for style's sure. insane. Like, she's well-realized. Yes. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, and this is, what is her name? Tanisha Iman? Yeah. Or Tanisha Mann? I think it's, yeah, I think so. From Atlanta. From Atlanta. Yeah, Tanisha Iman. Giving me major Mayhem Mayhem Miller vibes. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I would say so. I don't like this dress. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't like it. I've tried to, like... I don't know what it is that I don't like about it, but I don't like it. And I think it might, it's pop, it's the bottom. It's, 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 okay. So here's the thing. The package itself is great, but when it comes to Drag Race, the fans have been conditioned to expect more. Uh-huh. And like, so if I saw this drag queen in a club. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I'd be like, you're stunning. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. you're beautiful. Yeah. Number one, it does. Well, actually, if the if the earrings were a little bit bigger, I would say I would love to see a necklace because mm-hmm. her neck is gone. Yeah. That's the other thing, too. So, and I mean, no, drag queens are not professional models. Yeah. But um, if I saw this in person, I'd be like, oh my gosh, wow. But on Drag Race, it's always like, oh, well, the one I just looked at had hair that was circles that hit the ceiling. And I know that that might not be their drag. Yeah. Because I'd, prob- I'd be this girl. If yeah. I got on Drag Race, I'd be this girl in the promo. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, that, yeah. Yeah. yeah she's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> she's gorgeous. Right. They'd be like, she's gorgeous. I, yeah. And... I, I don't know. I guess I would have needed more. Maybe like, I don't, I don't even know what would have made it more. Maybe like having a full arm. I don't <laughs> Something, just something to change it up a bit. It's a very classic, it's a very classic um, safe outfit. I think it is probably that I'm just needing more from it. And I just, I don't know if I really like the way the bottom of it looks, honestly, I think. Yeah. So. Maybe if it was like a headpiece. She is very know. stunning though. She's so I mean, gorgeous. From the waist up, I think it looks great. I just wish it were a bit different maybe. If it were going to be that type of dress i wish it would have been kind of classic or really flared out at the bottom like mm-hmm. this next queen so tina burner tina burner from, from new, york. new york so yeah. this is what i mean and i know that it, like so this is kind of the same actually it's a, the exact same silhouette mm-hmm. love a queen in gloves yep um love gloves and yep. the gloves also have the black ties on them as well as the top shape and it's yeah. yellow and black um which are very complimentary to her skin tone and then she's wearing this kind of more costumey wig but it's styled right i w- yeah i was gonna say i think the hair is the only thing that i'm not absolutely in love with with this look yeah um, i i don't love this hair yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it's very dry it seems elevated and i will say that the way um the uh, the mermaid bottom is pleated mm-hmm. um and i love that and it's a big pleated bottom yeah so i just first because apparently i know about fashion or something i don't know yeah. just, <laughs> um and this queen is 
Utica Queen? Is Utica. That how yeah, Utica. I believe so. From Minneapolis, of all places. Yes. Oh, their promo video was the one I liked the most. Are they the one who wore, like, that big dress? The ones that we think... Like, yes, yeah, the big... It was, like, the patchwork. Yeah, yeah. I... Gosh, that was insane. That yeah. is that is the kind of camp that's just, like, so cool to look at. And this look, too, is really great. So what it is, it's just like, it's a kind of a, it is a mullet dress. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a mullet dress, but it's different, two different patterns being yellow and blue. Mm -hmm. And it looks like a picnic tablecloth um, and then like a headpiece and whatever. And then of course they put her in um, like a pose that's very flattering. Yeah. I love this. I love it. I love it. I love, it's just like the patchwork look that we were seeing in the other look that she served. Yeah, um, and, and the long sleeves. The long sleeves mm-hmm. are long sleeves are in for me right now. I don't even know. They're just it's, in. It's like just like a gingham pastel picnic just threw up on her, and I love it. <laughs> I, yeah, it's one of my favorites. So, um, with all of that long windedness, Donna, yeah. how are you doing this evening? <laughs> oh, you know, Coco. I'll let you know after this brief commercial break. Do you wear t-shirts? Do you wear a face mask? I sure as hell hope so. Do you put on your silly little t-shirt and your silly little face mask and wish you had something a little more out there? Yes. Even something, dare I say, matching? Girl, yes, duh. Then it looks like HunterDrips.com is exactly what you need. At HunterDrips.com, socially relevant merch and apparel is up for sale. That's never for profit. 50 to 100% of every purchase is donated. I hear they carry matching shirts and masks with designs that say cute little slogans like defund the police, Black Lives Matter, and it goes over your nose. And even shirts and hats with your own pronouns on them. You know, things that are important. Oh, so you mean important. And almost all of it is donated? Yes, donated. And guess what? What? It's size inclusive too? Yes, up to 5XL. Why just make clothes for skinny people? It's all made by Queer Artist Girl. The creator of HunterDips.com is trans, fat, lesbian. And the site also includes merch from other queer artists, including gay Portland rapper Tono. Listeners, head on over to HunterDrips.com and use the code SECRET for 15% off your purchase today. That's SECRET for 15% off your purchase at HunterDrips.com. It's a podcast with Coco and Donna Telepodcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast with Coco and Donna Telepodcast. Well, Coco... I'm feeling like 13 is a lucky number in this case because (laughs) (laughs) we're talking about season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Season 13 of Drag Race. Yeah. Yeah. um, So what's interesting, um, so what we want to do with this section of it is kind of talk about like, Donna's going to ask me a couple of questions about production Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then we're also going to kind of give some, a little bit of what we think are predictions and just, we're going to just talk about what we think. Yeah. And also we want to congratulate these queens that made it on here. These are our peers, you know, these are, these are people, there are people in this cast. There is a person in this cast that I've performed with at a club before, you know, and that's something that as drag entertainers, you run into a lot. You'll know people who end up on some of these shows or meet them in passing, you know, maybe not know, but you'll mm-hmm. you'll meet people that um, get cast on these shows. And it's really, it's kind of cool to have colleagues that are on this platform and get to um, basically just show off their creativity and their art to the masses. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to all the girls yeah, that made it on. Yeah, congratulations. It's a... 
winning um because technically drag race is still the olympics of drag no matter how problematic you may think drag race may be yeah um and it is in certain aspects but the one thing is this is the olympics of the field that we're in and you either have to work really hard really hard and hustle day and night to get to that level without drag race or you make it onto drag race and you're one of the lucky few because me and donna have been formed performing in drag a lot longer than i think three of the people on the cast yeah um seven years eight ish seven eight years seven ish eight we've been performing in drag and we've had our successes yeah yeah but not that much not that much no (laughs) not like this never Mm -hmm. um so my biggest question for you though because um i don't know listeners you should know but our our lovely co-hostess here was on camp wanakiki season two yeah um Definitely a, a smaller platform than what Drag Race is, but right. um, what are some things that you would do if you were in these girls' shoes to prepare for the social media frenzy that is about to be their Instagram accounts and Facebook accounts? You what, know, what, what are some things you would do? So what's interesting is like, so you go through and delete every bad photo of yourself. Um, oh, yeah. Or archive it. Yeah. Or archive it. Or I delete it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, never um, again. Yeah. Actually, I kept all a lot of my bad ones up there because I like to show growth. Yeah. Um, I said this on Facebook before. Like, um, the reason I keep up every bad status I've ever had is because I have learned from that embarrassment. And I keep it up there as a reminder that I've been that I'm better now. Yeah. Of course, yeah. people don't see that that way. Somebody like it happened with. um some of the drag race queens from the last couple seasons um, that somebody dug and found in their Twitter um, something where they were supporting RuPaul's um, some of RuPaul's tendencies that people don't publicly appreciate. Uh... And they're just like, oh, my God, this person is terrible. I don't support them. I'm like, OK. It was, oh, I think it was Aiden Zane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I probably, but I feel like um, Aiden has, like, come out later on and been very vocal in, yeah. in being like, this was my past. This is not the person that I am today. I've learned from it, which yeah. um, is nice, is nice on their end. Yeah. Yeah, because honestly, all of my Facebook is public. And it has been public forever that's, and always. That's like scary, you know. It is like, terrifying. There's there's stuff on the internet from my childhood, mm-hmm. like because that's the thing. My generation, like we grew up on the internet. Yeah, and I well, have both of us did. Yeah, I, mean, I have yeah. A, I have a live journal that's still out there that I can't get rid of. I have a MySpace out there that I can't yeah. get, get rid of. Black Planet, like I have all of. I it. have an old YouTube account that I don't have access to. I seriously like. I have all of that out there. I mean, I probably have nudes swirling on the internet. Like, I just, yeah. a whole thing. Um, and my thing is, so the one thing is, like, as much as you can try to prepare for the notoriety, you can't. Because yeah. you don't know what it's going to look like. And you don't know how you're going to read on the show. The producers really do make you look a certain way. So, for instance, on Camp Wanakiki, Diana gave me a lot of material that I did use. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny thing about it is... They cut out almost 99% of almost everything Diana gave me. And yeah. Diana gave me a lot of funny stuff, but they just didn't use any of it. Yeah. And so a lot of what you see on the show is, obviously, it's things that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, it's not, um, it's such a small glimpse. Because remember, they're 24-hour days. Regardless, yeah. you know, they're only filming for like, you know, 9, 13 hours. Of yeah. course, our filming days were... 13, 14 hours, of course, um, especially for campfire scenes because yeah. we wanted them to be at night. But anyway, like, long story short, it's you You are in drag and filming for a very long time, and to keep up the character that you are is challenging. Oh, I like, bet. Having to be on all the time? Oh, yeah. Having to be on for that long. There are just... I remember my episode... 
was um, the scary stories, like the Camp Spirit mm-hmm. episode, where I was just brain dead. Yeah. I I couldn't think of anything funny to say. I couldn't contribute to nothing. Yeah. I like, and it sucks because that was the first episode I was in the bottom. And like, what also sucks about that is that like. Me and Diana finally got an opportunity to where we got to have like kind of like a behind the scenes video together. And I had nothing I could say to her because I was so tired. Yeah. I just was like, I don't know. I'm, I was like, Diana, it'd be funny. I'll just say something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, because that's it. Like, you get burnt out and it's incredibly traumatic too to be on a reality series and at their level it's probably even more traumatic i couldn't even imagine and you know that's that's one thing too listeners is like going into watching this season be kind be kind this is a production these there are storylines there are roles that these people are are playing because there are people that are organizing that it's a production for a reason so just don't don't because someone some queen has a sassy rem- remark go and crucify her online for it. Oh know? yeah, if I make it on Drag Race, the thing is I have ugly photos with every single person. I don't know how to take a good photo, and it, mm-hmm. honestly, when I get one, it's rare. So if I ever made it on Drag Race, people would be sharing photos of me, and I would look awful. You think and I, all of them? Yeah, every yeah. any photo that a person takes with me, I look borderline terrible. Yeah. So like, it just would be like, dang, like she made it on Drag Race, like damn, she's like good at makeup, <laughs> like, and I'm like, I'm like, fair. I take a bad photo, girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> now, did you ever you. have to deal with any any bit of hate? Yeah, so, like, I was the one who was in the bottom the most in in my season, and the thing that sucks about that is, I remember my favorite mean comment on the internet was like, what is Coco? Is she, like, the long-lost twin, third, the triplet of the sugar bakers? Like, why are they (laughs) keeping her here? And I think a lot of the reason that they kept me around is I somewhat made good TV. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just think that, like, I... I think I was funny. Like I, I think added you were. The, I thought you did. I've added the comedic effect. And I, I was stupid and ridiculous. And I remember I did, even on that, I cut corners as much as I could. Yeah. Because you don't realize how tired you are. Yeah. Like, you almost forget that the world can see you in this thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, so you're just like, you know what? I should block that brow a little higher or I should use this color, but I also could get 20 more minutes of sleep yeah. and I need that. And so I did deal with the hatred the most out of the entire cast. Um, you did two. get the worst. Yeah. yeah. I got the most hatred. Yeah. Um, and I actually told the sugar bakers this later um, that I was kind of happy. It was me Yeah. because out of all the members of the cast, I think that I could deal with, anonymous hatred a lot better because of living in Grand Junction, You do Colorado. have thicker skin. You do have thicker skin. And you've even said that, you've even said that though in like your like friendships and your personal, you're like, I have, I'm glad it happened to me because I'm the one that has thicker skin and can take it because I think that's a lot of, that's, it's the case with a lot of people that are around you. I think you are a sensitive person, but so you sensitive. don't, you don't show it as much or you don't, um, I hate it when it's unfair. Uh-huh. Um, um, actually, no, there's three. Le- I'll say it. It's three levels for me. Yeah. If it's completely off base and unfair, yeah. um, I kind of let it roll. I don't care if they if it's a perception that they have of me that's a little unfair. Um, that's when I get really nasty and kind of in my feels. Yeah. And then if it is completely fair, um, that's where growth came in. Like, yeah. as I've aged, if I'm in the wrong. Yeah. Like, it's easier for me to be like. And I do. I, I actually feel like I audibly make a noise. I'm like. 
Actually, I'm wrong. Yeah, I, it's I just apologize. easy. I think like the more you learn, the easier it is to admit to your mistakes and to admit that you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. And with these season 13 entertainers, you have to remember that, of course, they were all local before. Of course, like anybody's they were. Stephanie's child look. I saw y'all flying across the world, y'all. So I mean, <laughs> and I saw y'all on The Voice. So right. um, y'all have had some success. And the thing is, I know that Drag Race is also still a business. And like they want to have people who are going to watch these people. But the thing that I would love is I would love to see more people who... Um, more real normal people versus what like we got. I guess I would too. I would. I would really like that. Um, I, I want to see a Portland queen on. I at do. Some point, and you even, know, even with Dracula too. Yeah. Like so, it Loris got caught up in this, and I know we didn't talk about Dracula Resurrection, and we probably should do a whole episode about that one mm-hmm. day. We should. Um, but the one thing about Loris, Loris had po- before I watched it, Loris had posted, I'm sorry about the way that I acted. Like, I was just trying to make good, basically, but good TV is yeah, what they were saying. Yeah, and it came off as inauthentic and kind of, like, it, it came annoying. Off, yeah, it came yeah. off annoying, and for lack of a better term, it came off bitchy. Mm-hmm. And it came off a little, it, it really, really insincere and yeah. a little gross, yeah. like, yeah. for lack of a better term. And I've met Loris several times. Mm-hmm. And... I don't agree. They're kind of like that, but it's more of a joke. Yeah. Um, and you get that, but the cameras did not pick up on that. I, I think they're a lot, um, they're not as um, extra in in person. Not yeah. as extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think every drag queen is extra. <laughs> yeah, but... definitely, definitely. Yeah. I think, I think when the cameras are out, every, kind of everyone, well, mo- uh, most people, if they're wanting to like put on a show for the cameras and, mm-hmm. and kind of produce themselves, which you see more on Drag Race as... Mm-hmm. It goes on. You see queens mm-hmm. that kind of come in with an idea of how to produce themselves. Right. Um, and it can either go really well for them or, or, or not so much. But I feel like, um, yeah, no, there's, I mean, we saw that especially, I think, with, like, uh, Evie season with, like, Silky and oh, yeah. Angie and, and yeah. yeah. Gosh, that season was really unfair to Silky. I feel not in the sense of where she placed. I think she did a great job. I yeah. Just, that really shows where online bullying comes in. I want to ask you, because yeah. I do this at the episode every end of every episode now, where I'm just like, let me throw Dawn on the spot for this really real tea moment. Yeah. Maybe we should call these real tea moments. Real tea moments. Real tea moments. With Donatella, my Donatella, my um, so my real oolong, tea moment. Is it sleepy time? <laughs> <laughs> um, how would you handle, like, because now you've heard a lot of my behind the scenes stories. Yeah. How would you handle, because you don't know how you, um, you don't know what the producers are going to do with you. You mm-hmm. don't. There's no way you could know. Um, what if they painted you for one episode in a really negative light? Um, and you were getting a lot of hate online. What do you think that you would do with that? How would you feel? How would you process? I would cry a lot to start. <laughs> um, I would cry a lot. Um, I'm a very sensitive person. I'm an extremely sensitive person. I am sensitive, but not soft. Um, so I would cry a lot at first and be very, I would take it very personally. And then after a little bit of reflection, um, I would probably have my closest friends hide comments like that from me um, <laughs> or someone I'd hire a PR person. I don't know. I, I know I'm not going to have that type of money, but I would, I would do everything I could to like not feed into it and not have that be something that I obsessed over because I know that type of like negative, um, 
especially if it's negative and mean-spirited. If it's constructive, mm-hmm. then I've gotten to the age where, like, I can take constructive criticism. And likely if I if I look at it myself and be like, yeah, that was kind of, like, I, I looked bad. Or, you know, that, was, right. that wasn't a, a good moment for me. Mm-hmm. But um, if it's just uh, I was edited a certain way and people, like, came after me, um, I would have to basically say like listen i it's not my job to prove to all of you that i'm a good person or that i'm you know all of this but at the end of the day like i know where my heart is and you're seeing a very small piece of me um yeah and And, it's yeah and what sucks though in that same regard is that i i thought about this you still have to post photos to your social media. Yeah. You still have to be available to be attacked, which also yeah. sucks. And I mean, I know that like Sherry Pie, obviously for reasons, took um, you know break from social media. But some of the other ones who were just doing just fine, but they you know were getting death threats, were also took themselves off social media, and yeah. that's sad. Because... I would disappear probably for a little bit. I, I, I've done it before with less pressure. So. Gosh, I would super love to manage your social media if you made it on to one of those shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would just super love to just be in those comments, um, just like reading everything and liking and saying thank you and then mm-hmm. just ignoring the bad ones and whatever. And of course, for me and my brain, I'd be like, oh, thank God this isn't me. This is a really mean <laughs> comment. Oof. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like um, there's also features on Instagram where if there's certain words you don't want in your comments, you can filter those comments out. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's something that I would probably... I would I would get a lot more social media savvy, and if these queens aren't, then they need to be... Oh, yeah, they really need to get more social media savvy. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, so, one of the final thoughts I want to leave people with, and it's something Nana had said, but I want to really leave it as our final point, is that as much as we want to congratulate these people, being on Drag Race does open up a lot of doors and opportunities, but it also brings in the hatred at a level that's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, especially if the person sends someone home or whatever, and, like, that's one blessing that Camp Wanakiki has. Like, you can't send a person home, the sugar baker. sent home by the hosts by the hosts and that's fine like and with drag race sure rue decides but rue decides who's in the bottom yeah Um, and sometimes it's very clear and it's very clear yeah so my thing is um i really want us as a drag race fandom to be better yes like it's my really big ask because drag race really shouldn't be drag race should be an exciting and amazing moment for people yeah it definitely shouldn't be a moment that people are afraid of about how they get edited. It should be just a competition show that we like and are interested in and are proud of people who made it that far. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Let's be kind, everyone, for this season, and congrats once again to the queens of season 13. We look forward to watching you on our televisions, computers, mobile devices, all of the above. However we steal our way to watch it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone, and we will catch you next week. This has been another episode of HM of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of HM of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at The Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.agemofasecretpodcast.com. 
That is A-J-E-M of a secret podcast dot com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at a gem of a secret pod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye.